Anybody want a Pop-Tart? Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And I know there's more out there that we, we hadn't been able to bring in. That's, that's pretty cool. And for those of you who don't know what this is all about, uh, one of our small groups kind of challenged in light of that we feed kids. Uh, we try to go up and feed lunch, or not lunch, but a, a late afternoon snack after school. They said, why don't we send them home with something so they'll have breakfast the next morning? So we need, my guess is we probably need about 1,000 packs. And, and when I counted earlier, there was about 250 packs, I think, there. So we'll, we'll get that, guys. You're awesome. So thank you. Keep bringing them in. It doesn't matter. Somebody said, does it have to be Pop-Tarts? No, it's got to be something in a little full pack that looks like a Pop-Tart. They're all going to love them. So thank you, guys. Keep, that's what this church does really well, man. You guys, when there's a challenge, you respond. So thank you, guys, for that. It's just, just too neat. Uh, it's a good day. We're gonna, yeah, it's a great day. We're going to pray for Sam and Caleb and anyone else that's sick. We've, we've had a lot of that recently, and we'll just lift them up, and we, we serve the great healer. So that is, that is the great comfort and hope we have. Had a good day yesterday with Spin for Life. I know Mark and some of his family's here. <laughs> Woohoo! It's an awesome day. You guys, thank you for the help. And, and Mark, thank, Beth, thank you guys for what you do for that community. That's amazing to walk in that gym and see it just absolutely full of people pouring out to support that that cancer cause. So thank you. Um, let's get started. Last week was pretty cool. Matt, if you were here, Matt preached. Man, I always love hearing Matt preach. Youthful, youthful eyes and wisdom, and it's just amazing when, when he comes up here. I, I wish at 25, 26 years old I'd had half, half, I wish I had half the smarts he's got now, actually. What am I talking about? Much less when I was 25 or 26. But as I listen to his message, it's something he and I talk about a lot, and it's really the mission and what we felt feel led to do which is to reach the lost. And Matt talked a lot about that, and he shared some amazing parables where, where someone stopped to go find the one versus concentrating on the 99 uh, and, and, or the one coin or the, the 99 sheep. And that's, that's just so amazing to me when I hear that. But what I really liked, what he really talked about that spoke to me was the order. And, and that's to go find lost people, to, to serve lost people, to minister to them, to let them know that there's a God who is a healer, who is a, a, a God of love and grace and mercy. And that's just so important today, just as it was then. And, and Matt brought that message. It was so powerful. So if you were here, you were, you were blessed to hear that. And if you weren't here, you're going to continue to hear the same type message because that's really what we feel called and compelled to do. But I would tell you this, if you're a first-time guest here today, we're excited you're here. We are, we are thrilled that you would choose today to come join us. If, if you're here and you don't know much about this Jesus thing, guess what? We're thrilled you're here. We, we, we really are. Man, we're really thrilled that you're here. We want you here. It's actually what we launched this church for so that we could reach lost people, that we could go find the one. If you're here, there may be somebody here that's been in church and they've fallen out of church because you got hurt by the church or something didn't make sense and it was confusing to you. Guess what? We're thrilled you're here. If you start to get the point, if you're here, we're thrilled. And we, as, as you guys, did you get that? I'm, when I'm saying it's not me and Matt, we're not thrilled. We're thrilled. We're always thrilled. We're going to be here. But we're thrilled that you're here. And it's, it's, that's, 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 that's what this is really all about, when we can come together and, and just worship and, and spend time together. But as, as I got to think about this, if you're here and you, you don't know Christ, if you just came because somebody said, hey, listen, we're going to have a great breakfast uh, you, you don't worry about this Jesus thing, they're going to feed you. Or if you've been here and, and you've left church because something happened, if you get a little confused by watching what goes on in the church, I'm with you. I get confused too sometimes, guys. So you're in a good place today. I, I'm serious. Well, I'm getting some blank stares from our people. But if you're here today and, and you've never been to church or you've been to church only a few times and you think it really looks confusing to me, I understand that. Because we send out some mixed signals sometimes. Not sometimes, most of the time. 
And, and we work hard not to do that, and we work hard to correct that, but it's okay if you're confused, and I'm glad you're here. And I hope what this, this message does, what I'm trying to teach a little bit on today, will clarify for those of you who are confused because you don't understand what we're doing, and for those of us who absolutely know what we're doing that really don't know what we're doing, I hope we all walk away from here knowing exactly what we're doing. Did you get all of that? Yeah. I practiced that. That was hard to do. Thank you. Thank you. So to say all that, is this, is, this, is, this can be tough stuff, guys, but, but it's, it's serious stuff what we do. But with all of that said, now let me kind of try to start packaging it up where it make a little sense. Have you ever, have ever read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? And I don't even think that's the actual name. I never read it. Never seen a movie. I don't know if it's a movie. I have no clue, but I know, I know we use that term. And what Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is about is about one person that has multiple personalities. One day they do really good things, and the next day they do really bad things. And, and I've heard that all my life. Well, they're, they're a Jekyll and Hyde person. You know who I think may have the worst case of that of anybody I've ever seen? Anybody got a guess? You can talk to me. This is family, remember. We're in the, we're in the kitchen now. Christians and the church. We really do, man. We, 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 we confuse the heck out of people sometimes. I'm telling you as a pastor, we, we confuse me sometimes. Let me, let me help you maybe ex understand what I'm talking about because you're going, this guy's going off the deep end today. Yeah, we're on the same page. Ron and I are anyway. Tammy and I, seven years ago, got a little dog. Any of you got little pets? You can raise your hands. Come on, get some exercise in the morning. Some of you have. We got a little dog. It was Tammy's dog, by the way. It was a little fluffy dust mop dog, and it was Tammy's dog. Actually, it, it was supposed to be a Doberman. That was going to be my dog. But instead, we came home with this little thing that weighs 13 pounds when she was full grown, and that was Tammy's dog. Do you know how unmanly it is to walk around with a dog with a dress on and a pink collar? That was me. Yeah, the dog was fine. That was me. That, no. So, so this was everywhere we went, this was Tammy's dog. And it got to be kind of a joke. Because while it was Tammy's dog out in public, guess whose dog it was when we got in the safe confines of my house? It was my dog. Yeah, it was my dog. And the dog, the dog developed some illnesses, and she and I, because of my schedule, I was the one that took it for training. And I really got close to this dog. I loved my dog. But now it was Tammy's dog. If you saw me out in public, that's Tammy's dog. That's not, I don't, no, I don't know. So you start to see the problem there. In different confines, different, situ, different situations, Different perspectives. In public, Tammy's dog. In private, my dog. And I loved my dog. I, I mean, you guys don't know how much I love that dog. Tammy's laughed. We've got a new one today. We lost that dog. Her illness caught up with her. And we have a new dog. And for the longest time, it took me a while to bond with Tammy's dog once again. <laughs> but it was, it was for a little different reason. Today, I really don't care if you think it's not manly for me to have a little dog and look, because they provide us great comfort and great joy. So we, we do that. It's kind of human nature sometimes. We, we take on these multiple personalities. Then in this, this place, we're this. And in this place, we're this. And, and I think, to me, when I looked at it, I thought, you know, I think the church is a lot like that. We, we start taking on those personalities. And we look a lot like that. So, so, so what am I saying about the church? Well, here's what I'm saying about the church. And here's where I think this, this gets really kind of correctly first of all let me let me say this church is not this building and you guys have heard me if you've been here you've heard me say this time and time and time again it, mistranslation church is not a building church is the people sitting inside the building this building is a tool 
that the church should use and use very wisely. And you guys have done an amazing job about that. So, but the church, the body, those who come together, we've kind of become this Jekyll and Hyde to the world sometimes, I think. And I, I, I think it's just something that we've got to work on and, and try, to, try to fix. We've got, to, we've got to help people to understand. People that don't know who we are and what we're doing, they can't see this side and then see this side because then it gets really confusing. And we wonder why people go away scratching their head. Because what I've seen and what I know in my life is when we come together, uh, when we come together in this body, we put on super capes. Have you ever noticed that? Man, we, 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 we become super Christians. You guys are getting really silent because I'm talking to a lot of you guys now. I'm talking to me and I'm talking to you guys. We walk inside this building, we put on these capes, and we become these super Christians. Man, our hands are up. You ever notice, man, we'll, we'll praise, we'll worship. Our hands are up in the air. We're celebrating. Heck, you'll open the doors for somebody. I mean, you will think about, think about the good natures of our acts when we come inside this building. It's amazing how we change. We don't even look like the same. We talk different when we come to church. I see that all the time. Now, I would say this. When I look at this crowd, I don't see that so much. I, I, someone told us, uh, introduced me to, a, 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 actually, the editor of a magazine. He said, they put on a really good show up at Journey Church. And I would beg to differ. We put on no show because I dress like this every day. And I'm not being critical of, of other churches because, listen, but if there's, we don't have fancy glass windows and we don't have fancy buildings. And all that. We have a plain building. We dress like this every day. And I hope we act like this every day. We don't, so don't get too care, carried away there. But this is not a show. This is who we are, and this is how we live, and this is how we do church. But, but for the most part, we're pretty bad about we'll walk outside of these doors, and we change. It's amazing to me. I know a little bit about this building. I was here when you guys built it, and I know, I know something about these walls. These have got to be the most powerful walls in the world. They, they really do, and I'm going to explain that. Not just these, but every church that I've been to, the walls, the, the four walls that, that enclose the building, they've got to be some they've got to be like kryptonite to Superman because they absolutely contain the Holy Spirit. Uh, you guys are fixing to get mad at me, so I'm going to have to keep going on that. But, but here's what I know. We claim to have the Holy Spirit, which I believe is the most powerful entity in, the, in, in, in creation of all the world. I mean, God the Father, and then He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. You cannot... You can't beat the Holy Spirit. But yet it doesn't seem to be able to get outside of these walls. Shame on us. Let me tell you about these walls. I know a little bit about them. Because anything you see in here, these guys built, and I told them how to do it. <laughs> I'm starting to set in. <laughs> these walls, these walls, what you can see, there's, there's something probably, i got an engineer here, less than a 30-second thick called paint. It's a little thin thing. Under that paint, there's a 5 8 inch piece of sheetrock. I can describe them in detail. Then there's a, I think it's a six inch stud or some kind of structural metal under there that, that's, that, that's four inches wide. I can go over and stick my hand through that. I really can. Behind that, there's a little piece of insulation. And, and it may be between four and eight inches. It's, I can tear a hole through that. Then there's a piece of sheet metal on the outside. It's not very thick either. I can't knock a hole in it, but I can take my foot and kick through it. So I can get out of this building. And better yet, I'll just walk out the door. When it's all said and done, I'm just going to walk out the door. If you want to knock a hole in the walls, don't walk out the doors. And it was built very safely so you can get out these doors. But it's amazing it contains the Holy Spirit. Because I know this in here. I, I watched this morning, man. We're singing. We're, and there, this is all good stuff, guys. We're singing. We're praising. We're happy. We're, we're, we're lifting up the Lord. And we walk out these doors. And we've got our hands up, but there's usually only one finger extended. I know, I mean, come on, no, it's the truth, guys, I, I see it. 
We're, we're not so kind sometimes when we walk out. This, my wife will talk to me about that one. I'm sorry. I, listen, you've been here long enough. No, we're just real. Because that's what happens. And we do it, and we do it, but yet on Sunday mornings we come in this building for an hour and 15, 20 minutes, and we're the greatest Christians ever. We got on our super capes. We get in our little holy huddles. Man, we're it. We're all about it. We'll tell you about Christ. We walk out the door, and all of a sudden it's a whole different person. How does that happen, guys? Our mission is to go make disciples, to go reach the lost. And if they'll come in here, we can share that with them. But when we go out and we look like the rest of the world, guess what we're sharing? Confusion. Wait a minute. I was just at your church, man. You guys were all this in there. Now why are you, why are you, why are you being rude and obnoxious? Think about how you're going to treat the waitress today when you go out to eat. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, there's some toes getting sore in here. And guess who's mine? Guess who? We, we, I'm telling you, we send some really mixed, confusing signals. But, but how is it these walls contain the Holy Spirit? When I say He lives within me, shouldn't He go out the doors with me? Holy cow. Listen, listen. No excuse. No excuse. I hear them all the time. Well, I don't talk much. <laughs> That's what I said when they were putting on my report card. Mark talks too much. I don't talk too much. How is that, guys? I'm, I'm serious. This, listen, this is, this is serious stuff to me. I, I'm struggling with this today, and I have been. We, we get together in these holy huddles, and, and I say that. I use that kind of snippetly, but I don't know what a holy huddle is, but we do it. We come together. We put on these super capes. We'll sit around, and we'll debate. Listen, we'll debate everything. We'll talk about uh, did the axe head float or not. Man, we'll talk for hours about that. Did the donkey really talk or not? I don't know. The Bible says so of Jesus Huh? They, yeah, they're going to shut my mic off. They might want to do that because I'm on a roll today. Man, we'll sit around and debate, did Judas go to heaven or hell? And if you don't know Bible stories, you don't have no clue what I'm talking about, and that's how confusing we can get. We'll sit around and debate that in here. And, and, we'll, and we'll talk about we're doing it to grow. We're getting stronger. We know more and we know more. But yet you won't walk out the door and share Christ with someone. I, I don't get that. It makes no sense to me. And I've been guilty of it. I've done it myself. Somebody just put some money to buy me out and get me out of here. That's all right. It's, it's, we, we, we present this thing. I'm telling you, we look like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sometimes. Because, guys, we should be the exact same when we walk out this building. If you think there's safety in these walls, then you don't understand the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you, a, a big wind would blow this building down. A big wind won't move the Holy Spirit. It won't move Jesus Christ. And I'll show you that. I can give you proof of that. But this is, this is, this is scary to me. We, we will. We'll study this Bible inside and out. And we'll sit around in our confines together where it's safe and we'll talk about it and we'll debate it and we'll come up with all these things that we, we're so sold on. Uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll sit around and talk about did Judas go to heaven or hell, but we won't go out and tell somebody that through Jesus Christ they can be guaranteed to go to heaven. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's not real hard, guys. Jesus died for you. Holy Spirit, if you've accepted Christ, Holy Spirit, you've got the greatest power you could ever have living within you, and these walls cannot and should not ever contain it. No way. No way. So, so what happens? Where, where do we mess this up? I have no idea. It's, it's become a mentality and a mindset, though, that inside this building we look this way, outside that building we look that way. We've got to correct that, guys. There's a world that needs Jesus Christ. There's a world that needs to know there's, there's a God who loves them. 
and if we contain it in this building, if we try to keep it in these four walls, then, then how will they ever know? Well, they need to come to church. Then invite them. You, and you go out with the Holy Spirit, well, I don't know how to invite them. Hey, would you like to come church Sunday? Yeah, I'll put that on a card. Matter of fact, we're going to put that on a card for you. It's coming. I think by this week, the next time when you come in here, they'll be laying on your seats. You do what you will with them. I would encourage you to take them out. And if, you don't, if you're not comfortable inviting somebody to church, just hand it to them. It'll have enough information on there. You might pray about it before you hand it to them, and you can do that in silence. Father, I hope you use this card to move somebody. And I hope you give me the courage to give it to someone. And then after that, I hope you give me the courage to not only give it to them, but to speak to them. And I hope you give me the courage to live out a life that you would be proud of, that, do, that, that, that my Savior died for me, that would exemplify and glorify him. Not that hard. I mean, it's, listen, it's really not. Let me tell you what, it, but, but Christ talks about it too, even to his own disciples, because they had a little of it too. They had a little of it too. Listen, there was a guy named Peter. If you, if you know the Bible stories, if you don't, I'll give you the nutshell of it. They're sitting there around talking, and, and, and Peter's telling Jesus, he's sitting with Jesus, and he says, Here, here's, here's the deal, I'll, I'll die for you. I love you, Jesus, and I would die for you. He walked outside of the building when they, when they arrested Christ. He walked outside of the building. He didn't know who the man was three times within hours. So, it, it, listen, you didn't invent it, guys. You didn't invent walking out of this building and getting all shy and, and bashful. You, you didn't invent that. It was way before us. Listen, they were roaring like a lion when they were sitting there with him, but when Jesus was erected, uh, arrested, they were as meek as a mouse. They were. I mean, a little girl said, Peter, I, I, saw, I don't know that man. Are you guilty? Are you guilty? You say, well, I didn't see the man. You live with the Holy Spirit and you have this book. You saw him, you felt him, you've heard him, you've experienced him. It's amazing. Let me tell you what Jesus told the disciples. This is amazing to me. This is in Mark chapter 4. Pick it up in verse 35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Man, he loved water, I take it. Boats and lakes. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out. Leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Je well, Jesus was worried. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Let me stop right there. When you walk out of this building, if you're afraid, this man stops the wind and, and, and calms the water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? This is, this, is, this is in here, guys. This isn't my words. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. Here's the key question. Here's, the key, here's what he was asking his disciples. Why are you afraid? And I ask you that today. Why are you afraid to walk out with the same zeal we have inside this building? These walls are not that strong. So why are we afraid to do that? And some of you say, well, I'm not. Okay, good, that's awesome. But we've got to raise up an army that's the same way. If, if, if you're not scared, then tag with somebody. Find somebody that, that's a little timid and walk with them. It's a pretty neat model called mentoring. That's really not what today's message is about. But why are we afraid? Why are we afraid? Jesus goes on. Why are you afraid? Do, and here's the answer to the question. Do you still have no faith. So inside this building, you got great faith. 
And I'm kind of being a little, little facetious, a little generic, because I know some of you go out boldly. But overall, the church changes. And, and, and I think that comes from we define the church as a building. And when we leave, the church changes. Listen, we should be as unified, so as, as strong as we've ever been when we walk out the door. There's a big sign, matter of fact, when you go out that the church is now leaving the building. Well, I... I hope the church is leaving the building. I hope we didn't stay, leave what's in here in here. I hope we take it outside. The Holy Spirit is with you and goes with you. Do you have no faith? Do you have no faith? Because are you, are you willing to live like the Holy Spirit lives within you? Because if you are, that's amazing. That's a game changer. When we walk out with that power and that conviction, that, that is absolutely amazing. If we won't do that, if we, if we leave it in here, then we've messed up our mission, guys. Matt talked about our mission last week, go, make, baptize, and teach. And he says there's, there's a sequence, a biblical sequence to the order, and it's to go. That go means to walk out of this building and share the gospel. And, you, well, I don't know the gospel. I don't know the Bible. Did Jesus change your life? I've never heard anybody yet that can't tell that story. This is who I was. This is who I became. And I've never, had, I've never ever in my life heard anybody have to apologize for accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. Never. Never. And if you didn't hear that, never have I heard anybody apologize for Jesus Christ as their Savior. I've heard a lot of people apologize for not having Jesus Christ as their Savior. So why wouldn't we go out? Why would, is it because you have no faith? Is it because we have no faith? Because Jesus died. Easter's right around the corner. I told you guys to mark your calendar. Here's why I have great faith. And here's why my faith is unwavering. Jesus died. He was crucified, dead, dead on the cross. Guess what they did next? They buried him. And guess what he did next? He rose. He rose. Hallelujah. No, but guys, we don't understand the power of that. Jesus Christ, the grave didn't win, death didn't hold him down. He rose from the dead. And because of that, I have great faith. And these walls cannot, will not, and never have, are never going to contain it. I would say this, my apologies to those of you who come and say, well, I see that inside, why don't I see it outside? That's got, listen, guys, come on, let's be honest. That's got to be confusing. If you're, if you're claiming to walk and, and have accepted Jesus Christ and you've got this passion in here and, and, and almost zero passion out there, that's confusing to a lost world. They, they, they want to see what's inside the building. They think there's something inside of this building, and there is the Holy Spirit, but I would say, no, 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 no. It, it leaves with us. Holy Spirit doesn't reside in this building. It resides in you and I. And where we go, the Holy Spirit goes. This start, I mean, it starts to make a little sense to me. You can't be Jekyll and Hyde. I can't love the dog in my house and not love the dog outside. Boy, y'all are quiet. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to talk about this for a couple weeks, too. So if you want to know more, come back. If you don't, I guess I won't see you next week. I'll be here. Because we're going to continue. Because, listen, we've got, we've got to make those bold steps, guys. Listen, we don't live in any worse times than, than, than these guys did. Listen, they, they were crucifying Christians. They were feeding them to the lions. I hear it all the time. We live in terrible times. No, you don't. You live in tough times, but no worse than they did. And furthermore, how do you think they got to church? How many of you drove? You don't need to raise your hands on that. How many of you, listen, these guys got in a boat to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. We won't come out in the rain to hear his good news. And even worse, we won't walk out of the building with him with knowing he's sent us the Holy Spirit. I, I just think we're missing the boat here, guys. And I, I, when I say that, I know, I know so many of you get that. I understand that, and I am so thankful for that. 
But we've got, I think we've got to take it to another level. We, we, need to, we need to walk out of here this morning with the same confidence you have sitting in these seats. That Jesus crucified, dead, buried, and rose again. And really, I'm telling you today, if you're here and you don't know Christ, that's a really good place to start. I would tell you it's a good place to finish. It's a great place to start. But once you grasp that, once you believe that, once you understand that, you can't stop. Now, we'll have, listen, listen, guys, I've, I've said this, and I've, I've been kind of rough on us. It's human nature, and, and we're not going to fix it today, and we're not going to fix it tomorrow. It's something we'll have to teach on over and over and over again, and hopefully today, maybe one, two, five people walk out of here, and, and, and they've got just a little more exuberance in their step. That's a win. That's a win, because I don't know who you're going to come in contact with, but you're going to come in contact with someone who needs Jesus. This is, this, is, this is serious business, guys. Let's just get really real for a minute. This is serious business. We, we, we serve a good breakfast, and yeah, that's a gimmick. Jesus, di Jesus did it too, though, before you get on to me. When I say it's a gimmick, I like to eat, and you need to eat. Jesus did it. He broke bread with people, and he did it so he could talk with them. He hung out with all the wrong people, by the way. That was a gimmick, too. That's you, you, you'll figure all this out, but, but it's amazing. But here, here's why this is so serious. Here's why this is so important that we do this and we do it well. It's because at the end of the day, this isn't about a bottom line. This isn't about a profit or a loss statement. This is about people dying and going to hell. I mean, really. I mean, when, when it's all said and done, that's really the bottom line to this. If we don't communicate the gospel, if we don't take the gospel out, and he says go, the Great Commission says go, the, challenge, the Great Commission says to go. And, and he's saying that because you need to share the gospel with those who are lost, hurting, and broke. Because at the end of the day, without it, people ask me about sin. As I understand this, and I don't know everything, I don't know much of it, and, it, it, and it's tough sometimes. But the unforgivable sin is not having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's, that's it. I, I mean, that's the unforgivable sin. People ask me about this sin or this sin or this sin. All forgivable. All forgivable, but if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ when you pass away, it's too late. So we have a, we have a great we have a great commission. We have a great mission, and it's to go, make, baptize, and teach. And we're going to try to do it in that order. We've got to reach out, guys. I I, I get so excited when I see this church grow. I, I really do. I get so excited. People say, "Well, you're all about numbers." Yes, I am. You caught me once again. Because for everyone that accepts Christ, Satan's numbers go down. Amen. Different way of looking at it. Different way of looking at it. His numbers go down. Yeah, I, I hope this, listen, Matt and I sit around and talk about it with others. Blow the walls out of this building. Listen, then the, the, the sheetrock won't hold the Holy Spirit in. Let's blow the walls out of this building. Because I want to see Satan's numbers go down. Yeah, I, I do. I want to I grow a great church. We've, got it. We've grown a great church, by the way. Make no bones about that. You guys are awesome. You're followers of Christ. You're devoted. You, 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 you serve. We can always do better, though, guys. We can always do better. Always. But we want to keep growing a great church. We're not, we're not content to stop here. And, and, the, and, and the Great Commission didn't say go for a season. Every time I read this, I'm 55 years old, and I've been reading the Bible since I was old enough to read. It's never said go, then stop. That's not in there. I've read a bunch of these things. I've never seen one yet that gave me permission to stop. And if you have one of those, I want to see it. Because I will tell you this, 
unequivocal. It's wrong. Till, till, till Christ comes back, or till everyone receives Christ, then we never have permission to stop. I'm tired. Go. I'm hungry. Go. I don't have the means. Go. There, there, no excuse works, guys, I'm telling you. Because I know this. He said he'll equip you. I don't have the knowledge. His disciples, he said, lay down your nets and follow. He didn't say lay down your nets, go take a seminary, seminary class, get a four-year degree, read the Bible three times in four languages, and then you go. He says, just follow me. And, and, and it's pretty amazing. He, in my seasons, I've been put in positions I never imagined. And for some reason, from somewhere, and I know where it's from, it's from the Holy Spirit, I always seem to be equipped. Maybe not what someone wants to hear. And I botch some of them. Make no mistakes about that, man. I'll bomb it in a heartbeat. I'm the guy that says it way too quick sometimes. That's soon. I get that. But he will equip you. If not, then you've got to go back to the original question. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Because if you have faith, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You can move a mountain. You can't, but God will move the mountain for you. Your faith activates Jesus Christ. It activates our Heavenly Father. When we have that kind of faith, we build buildings. We feed kids. We take on more kids. That's amazing to me. This started as, as, as a five-minute conversation in a small group, and I'll guarantee you before this is over, we'll feed at least four schools' kids Pop-Tarts if they want them. You say, well, that's pretty minor. It's not if you're hungry. And let me tell you, let me tell you now, put that in a different scenario. There's people hungry for what we have. And it's not these Pop-Tarts. It's Jesus Christ. They're hungry. They are. They want something. Listen, you see them. You walk into them every day. They're hurting. They're broken. And they're hungry. They just don't know what's available. We talked about this. They don't know what the speed limit is because we haven't told them. Because we stop when we get to these walls. I guarantee you, we'll sit around and turn to the person beside us and say, man, you know, you know what Jesus did for us? They know that. They're already here. I just told you. But so many people outside haven't heard the story. Guys, we, we've got a great job to do. And I say, when I say a great job, we've got a great job. I've never had more fun in all my life. I really haven't. And I will tell you this too, and people say, well, you don't work. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. But I've never had so much fun. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to say, maybe, maybe somebody's this much closer to Jesus. And you can do the same thing. I hope you are doing the same thing. I hope we see. And listen, one of the things that, that we watch is I can tell when we're, we're taking it outside of these walls because our numbers go up. And guess whose numbers go down? Here's how I, I have an interesting perspective on things. When I see an empty seat, and you've got to be real careful with this, so I'm, I'm being very, very basic. When I see an empty seat, I think that may be a seat in hell that's filled. So when I see a seat filled here, then one of his is empty. Guess which way you want to see the pendulum tilt? I, I'm a weird guy. I get that. That's the way I see things. And it motivates me. It motivates me to push on. It motivates my faith that, you know, God, you've given me great tools. You've given us this amazing church, and you expect us to use it. He's called me and Matt and, and our elders to lead this thing and to exhort this church on. And that's just what we're going to do, guys. We've been given this commission, and, and, we've been, and we have this vision, and we have this mission, and how we're going to do that. We're not going to back down. But I would tell you today, you're fixing to walk outside this building. Man, I'm telling you, you're fixing to put this thing to test. You're going to walk outside of this building. And I tell you this now to, to rally you and exhort you. Do you have the faith to do it? Do you have the faith to walk out and say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ?
Christ. I will live my life differently. I will walk differently. I will be bold in my faith. I will follow Jesus Christ. Because Peter said, I'll never deny you. So it's hard, guys. I'm telling you, this is hard. If you didn't hear me and you're saying, yeah, I can't believe the pastor, this is hard. Because guess Satan's pulling as hard for you not to as I'm pulling for and the Holy Spirit's going to enable you to go forward. It's hard. Go out and live the life that you've been given through Jesus Christ. Watch what happens. Everything, I mean everything, changes. Everything. So if you're here today and you're more confused now than ever, I gave you the scenario first and I'm not going to try to do it again. It's confusing sometimes. And I apologize when we make it confusing because it's this simple. Jesus died on the cross for each and every one of us. And then he left the disciples and he left us with the commission. He said, I want you to go make disciples. I want you to share the good news that I overcame the grave. And I want you to do it outside of the building. The church, this body, is going to walk outside of these doors. The church, that's the church. That's powerful, guys. These walls should not and cannot contain the body. So take it out boldly today. Just be nice to somebody. You know, I am nice. Just be extra nice to them. Invite them to church next week. I'm telling you guys, we got cards coming. You're not going to be able to use them. I don't feel comfortable. All you got to do is hand them a card in the future. Mark your calendars for Easter. 80, 82% actually is what the statistics say. Invited to an Easter service will come. Get crazy. Get radical. Don't just invite them. Go pick them up. Hey, I'll meet you at your door. 745, 840, Don't bring them at 745. Bring them at 845. Bring them at, at 1045. I'll pick you up. I'll bring you. Bring your whole family. We, listen, if you need transportation, if you need a bus to go get them, you call me. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's amazing. I, I'm challenging you on that. Guys, try it. Invite somebody to Easter. Invite them next week, but certainly invite them to Easter. 82%. You can't hardly go wrong. Uh, if you ask 10 people, 8.2 people are going to come. That's what the statistics say. Try it. Maybe somebody in your own household. Wouldn't that be a shame if we're not bold enough to invite somebody in our own household and our immediate family to church to hear about the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ? This is a rally call, guys. We, we, have, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the energy. You have a great tool. This building's awesome. It's awesome. You have people that love Jesus here. You, you guys do that. I know that. I've watched you. Let's just expand it. Let's, let's, let's reduce Satan's numbers. Let's, let's do it. We can do it. We can do it together. We've done it together, and we're going to continue to do it together. But, man, when we come together as a team with the Holy Spirit, it's unstoppable. The Bible says so. It says the gates of hell can't stop it, but we've got to attack. If we don't do anything, the gates of hell will never know we're there. So let's get busy. Let's keep doing it, guys. You, you guys are awesome. Let's do it. If you're here today and you, you this this is starting to make a little sense and you've got questions, come see me. There may be somebody here today that says, it makes a lot of sense to me. I need Jesus. You, you come see me. Come see Matt. But better yet, you right now, just bow your head. I'm serious. This is so simple. Just bow your head. Father, I'm, I'm, I've sinned. I'm a mess. And I need a Savior. And you're it. You overcame the grave. You're it. I know, I know it's going to be hard, Father, but I'm giving it all to you. You don't have to fight the battle. That battle was won on the cross. You can't win that one. He did. Just turn to him. Give it to him. Right now, in your prayers, Father, I, I need a Savior. I'm calling on you today to be.
be the Lord of my life. That's a tough pill right there to be the Lord of my life. That insinuates that you follow now. You don't get to leave. Just pray that. And in the name of Jesus, you've been welcomed into the kingdom, and heaven is rejoicing right now if you pray that. Hallelujah. If we know it, we'll rejoice with you. We're pretty prone to throw parties around here. Jesus looked for one all the time. We'll talk about that. And I've never been more serious in my life, guys. Right now. Right now. Let me pray with you. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for your son, most of all, who died on the cross. And then he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you so you can do even greater things. And yet we leave it inside this building, Father. No more. No more. No more. Let's not play it safe anymore. Let's go out boldly. And empower us. You've already strengthened us. We have no excuses, Father, to take your, 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 your saving message, your message of love and grace and mercy, to take it outside of these walls. These walls cannot contain it, Father. Guide us and direct us as we go out. Help us to always follow you. Always follow you. Our eyes are focused on you, Father. We're watching your every move so we'll know which way to move. When to breathe in and when to breathe out. When to take a step forward, when to take a step back, Father. Allow us to do what the Father would have us to do. We just praise you. We lift up your holy name. We lift up your holy name. We want to wear the same capes we wear in. We want to wear them out, not that we're better than, but that we're saved mercy of you and your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. We love you. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen.